This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbro, and uh, glad you're with us again this week. have another great one for you, I think. Uh, this one's going to be a little bit more for the folks uh, who maybe are thinking about getting into homesteading. But even if you're into homesteading already, this would be a good episode just as a reminder of the reasons of why you do it and uh, maybe some inspiration to help you convince other people to homestead. So uh, today we're going to talk about why you should start homesteading right now and right where you are. First, a little bit of an update on just some of the things that's going on around here. I posted a video the other day um, of a little trip we took to a local farm festival here with the family. A good time. This is Labor Day weekend, you know, and the, the whole family's been hanging out. That's part of the reason why this podcast is going out a day late. We've been real busy with family activities, and plus I just had a lot of work to do around here too. But, uh, yeah, we went to our uh, local farm festival called the Farmer's Pike uh, Farm Festival, and it's a real busy festival. Several hundred people attend, and, and you know, there's a lot of booths set up. I mean, there's people there doing um, uh, woodwork and leatherwork and a lot of different things going on there. You can buy all kinds of soaps and jellies, and um, there's uh, kind of a mini farm market there, too, where you have some people selling some veggies and stuff. And, of course, there's a lot of the, the almost carnival-type scene as well where folks are you know selling elephant ears and tough funnel cakes and lemonade shake-ups and things like that so it's a good time we always enjoy it it's an exhausting day and have a lot going on so we we spent some time there this week um, still picking a lot of uh, squash out of the garden a lot of tomatoes a lot of beans going on right now so uh you know the garden's still been pretty busy um, having a good time with that been putting together some uh, more rabbit cages here recently and getting ready for uh, for that again. But that's what's going on here at the small town homestead. And uh, well, let's just jump right into our uh, topic this week. And let's look at a few reasons why you might... Well, first, let's do this. Let's start out with... You know, we talk a lot about homesteading. And um, I think there's a confusion about that. Because when you think about homesteading, you might have these visions of covered wagons, you know, heading out on a wagon trail out west to you know, um, start a fresh life and live off the land and, and be completely self-sufficient. And fo- and you know what? There was a time when that was homesteading. But that's not so much the homesteading of today. So I thought I'd just uh, maybe take a minute here and just kind of give a modern definition of homesteading. And uh, I pieced together. I kind of was looking around and 
I thought, well, what's a good definition? And I just kind of pieced together this definition that I think is pretty good from different sources. And um, I came up with this. Homesteading is a lifestyle of self-sufficiency. It is often characterized by subsistence agriculture, livestock production, home preservation of foodstuffs, and it may or may not also involve the small-scale production of textiles, clothing, and craft work for household use or sale. Modern homesteaders often use renewable energy options, including solar electricity and wind power. Many also choose to plant and grow heirloom vegetables and to raise heritage livestock. Homesteading is not necessarily defined by where someone lives, such as the city or the country, but rather by the lifestyle choices they make. I think that's a really good definition. And it's one I kind of I live by. I think it's more about the skills you acquire, the... Um, the way you're living and less about where you live. Now, depending on what you're wanting to do as a homesteader, you very well may need land or a bunch of land even, depending on what you're wanting to do. It depends on what kind of livestock you're wanting to raise uh, or whatnot. But the bottom line is if what you're wanting to do can be done on a small piece of land or possibly even on no land, then that can be homesteading for you. It's a lifestyle self-sufficiency. And I think if we keep that in mind, what we're going to talk about today makes a lot of sense. So why should a person start homesteading right now? Well, I think there's several good reasons for why you should start homesteading right now. And I think for me, the most important reason, and this may not be for everybody else, but for me, it was the thing that put me over the edge and it was for better health. You know, there's a real food problem in the world today and it mostly centers around the nutritional value of, of what we're uh, most often consuming restaurants and grocery stores are just packed full of unhealthy nutrient deficient food and it's it's creating a a huge health crisis in our country and really in many countries today one solution to solving this problem at least on a micro level within your own household is to grow and raise your own food Um, this solution is at the very heart of homesteading and it's probably the what i believe the biggest reason why you should start now I've, I've told my story before on other podcasts in, in the past. It's been a while. But if you haven't heard it, you know, I grew up on a, you know, a somewhat of a, what we, we wouldn't, we never called it a homestead, but we grew up, I grew up on a homestead. We had pigs and cows and goats and chickens and, you know, we had a really large garden and we, we did all the things that, you know, what we would think of homesteaders doing now. And, you know, that, it, and I never had any doubt in my mind that that was the lifestyle I was going to live. But, you know, you, I married a city girl, and, uh, you know, I ended up becoming a truck driver. I had three little daughters, and I wanted to, you know, make more money to take care of them, so I became a truck driver. And, you know, I just, time went by. And, you know, I lived in the truck through the week. I was home every weekend most of my most of my trucking career. I was home on the weekends. And, but we, we always lived in town. We just, we lived in this small house and in town, you know, small city lot or I would say an average city lot, and nothing fancy, simple, with always the the thought that one day we're going to buy us a place out in the country, we're going to build that little homestead, and we're going to get started with this life. And time goes by. 15 years, 20 years go by, and I'm living in a truck. I'm eating unhealthy food every day. I'm eating fast food most days, a couple times a day out on the road and I'm not a 
grossly overweight person, but but a little overweight, 30, 40 pounds overweight from eating out and having a pretty, uh, having a lifestyle that I just sat around a lot and just unhealthy. It became very unhealthy to the point where I was diagnosed at 39 years old with stage three colon cancer. And that gets you thinking. That gets you thinking real seriously about your health and your lifestyle. And of course, when you when you go through cancer, um, one of the things you realize really quick is that it's an expensive thing to get. <laughs> and so it took a lot of our money. I was off of work for a long time for surgery and some chemo. And and you start realizing what brought you to this point. You start looking around and saying, man, look how bad I've been eating. Look at how I've been living. I've not been exercising. I've not been eating right. This life that I dreamed of living one day, I can no longer wait on that. One day has to be today. I have to change something about this. And as soon as I got to feeling better, I planted a garden. And I started raising meat rabbits. And I just got started with my homestead. And we started eating healthier. And I just stopped eating out and started drinking soda pop. And, and, you know, all these things that just were such a change for me. I mean, I was sitting on my 40th birthday taking my first chemo treatment for my cancer. And you realize something has to change. And we changed. We made some differences. And, and we started eating healthier. So I think health is a one reason you want to start now. If you keep waiting for Sunday and say, I'm just going to keep pounding away in my life the way it is right now, and I'm never going to change anything, it can catch up with you. And that's been a few years ago now since that happened in my life. And, you know, the, the, the diagnosis and the prognosis wasn't good at the time, but it, it's, it's worked out well and things are doing good now. But I had to make a major lifestyle changes. And I don't want to see people get to that point. I really don't. So I, I really try to encourage people, eat better, live better. So I think health, for me, is number one. Number two for me would be preparedness. Listen, bad things happen. And I'm not necessarily talking about a total collapse of society or an end-of-the-world event. What I'm talking about are things like job losses or medical emergencies or weather disasters. Very real things that can affect your life temporarily or long term being prepared for bad things to happen is not about being paranoid it's about being responsible again the idea of preparedness is at the very core of homesteading having preserved food on hand energy backups water security these things are what most homesteaders make part of their lifestyle and are important for when you know things turn for the worse for whatever reason and you don't need a hundred acres in a woods to make these things are reality, this kind of preparedness are reality. It can be worked towards right now, right where you are. I mean, you can stack, you can, you can can food. You could go to a farmer's market and buy locally grown, organically raised food, come home and preserve it, can it, um, freeze it, whatever, and have food on hand. You can, you can buy a big Berkey water filtration system and store water and clean water and have it on hand. Um, you can find a closet in your house and stack that stuff up. Uh, you can start working towards alternate energy. You can in, in these things. You you can work on these things right where you're at. Again, my my medical situation led me to really think about preparedness a lot um, because I seen what kind of a, a financial pinch that put us in. Me being out of work, I think I was only out of work for about three months with that. 
And I'll tell you what, three months without work, you feel that. And um, we, we felt it hard. So, I, you know, I wanted to change that about, that about that. I wanted to do something better. A third thing, a third reason you might want to start homesteading right now, right where you are, is for skill development. Listen, skills take time to develop. So why not start today? I mean, I've seen it before. Someone jumps into the management of a large homestead. Well, there's a whole TV show about it. It's called Homestead Rescue. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I don't really watch it. I've watched it two or three times. But these are people who have went out to their homestead a lot of times, and they've just gotten a pinch. They've bit off more than they can chew. They weren't ready. They didn't have the skills, the the know-how, the setup for it. But they jump into this the management of these large homesteads with no experience, all because of dreams they have of being self-sufficient. And what they do is they find it's much harder than they thought it would be. And listen, I'm not mocking the dream. I think it's a great dream to have. I really do. But rather than jumping into more than you can handle without any training, why not start today? Developing the skills you will need to make the dream a reality in a more successful way. That's what this is all about. You want to start now developing those skills. You want to learn how to can food. You want to learn how to, to, to grow a garden. Even if it's in a pot, grow some food. Grow, a, grow some lettuce. Grow, grow a tomato plant in a window seal. Grow something. Start getting practice growing something. If you have a balcony or a deck, you can grow things. If you have a small backyard in a town, you can grow a lot of things. You might even be able to raise animals in your area. Rabbits, quail, uh chickens there are animals you can raise in, in many cities most cities actually there's exceptions everywhere that won't allow these things but find out what you can do what you can get away with try it practice it work on it develop skills that will help you one day even grow into a bigger homestead if that's your goal but start today don't wait till the day you get to move to that property then you become completely overwhelmed with what you have So skill development is a great reason to start today, now, right where you are. (laughs) Now this next thing I'm going to tell you, it sounds really cliche. Do it for the children. (laughs) That sounds pretty cliche, don't it? Uh, I mean it though. If we want our children to carry on the important skills that our grandparents had, we need to start teaching them as soon as possible. Now I didn't do this. My children were, were, my youngest was a teenager. Uh, was like a senior in high school before I really started down this path. And I'll tell you, I look back on that and I regret it. But, you know, they're never too old. I mean, I've had my daughters in here helping me can things and make things now. Just this weekend, they were here and we were making some grape jelly. We were making some uh, salsa. I mean, I'm I'm teaching them how to can things and and make things, and, and we're working on this. And you know what? These are skills that I knew when I was a kid. It's things I've seen my grandparents do. You, you kind of forget them, but they come back to you pretty quick. But if we don't pass on these skills, they're going to be forgotten. And um, my wife comes from a family that they they ate out of, if it wasn't out of a box or a can, they pretty much didn't eat it. I mean, they would eat some, some meat from the market, but most of their food came out of a boxes or a can. And it's the way they were raised. They didn't really understand anything different. And uh, we've tried to change that and, 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 and help them see that, hey, this isn't a healthy lifestyle. And many of them have died really young ages with heart disease and cancer and things. So, you know, it's something we, we're, we try to, we try to, to demonstrate that and, and you know, uh, convince others that it's a, it's a better lifestyle. And our, we don't want our children to be raised that way. We don't want our children to be raised thinking that it, it, it's not safe unless it came out of a box or a can 
at the supermarket. We want them to understand that this was a live animal and you can butcher it and you can package it and preserve it and eat it and prepare it and eat it. And it's safe and it's good and it's much healthier than the other options. It's real food. So, yeah, we want to do it for the children. Um, another reason you want to start now is for the environment. I mean, the sooner you start, the better. One of the greatest things about homesteading is that it usually encourages organic and environment environmentally friendly practices. I mean, we don't want to use uh, chemicals on our on our gardens. We don't want to you know uh, use harmful fertilizers and 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 things that are going to cause problems to the environment. One because we're doing this to be healthy. We don't want to put anything on there that's unhealthy. So we're going to practice environmentally safe organic practices and. If all of us are doing that, or many of us are doing that, of course it's it's a better future, right? It's a better it's better for our planet. So I think it's a great reason to start right now, right where you are. And here's one that I think gets overlooked, but I think we should do it for the cause itself. Listen, homesteading is contagious, and beginning your homesteading journey sooner rather than later will impact others sooner than later. And I really believe homesteading today will lead to a better tomorrow. And the more we can influence others to the importance of this lifestyle, I really, truly believe this. I mean, it just sounds like I'm saying this, but I think the better the future will be. The more people we can convince that this is a better way to live. It's better for our planet. It's better for our children. It's better for us. It's better for the world. It really is in so many ways. So many ways. And... I wrote an article, that's um, been a few weeks ago now, it was called Urban Homesteading May Be the Answer. And it's really focusing on this kind of thought, the thought that people practicing homesteading right where they are in, in their communities. Um, if you're in an urban homestead, if you're in a place that maybe you don't think of when you think of homesteading, it very well may be the answer to many of the problems we're facing. The, the problems with um, affordable food availability, uh, healthy food, a critical impact to our environment. I mean, these are things that can really be solved uh, or, or made a big impact on with urban homesteading. Um, something that people don't think about too often is that, you know, this isn't the poten- first potential food crisis we've ever faced here in the United States. I mean, during World War II, victory gardens were planted by families everywhere to help prevent a food shortage. Now, they weren't in a food shortage, but they were helping to prevent a food shortage. And in by 1944, um, Victory Gardens were responsible for producing 40%, 40% of all vegetables grown in the United States. And these Victory Gardens were mainly these gardens just in people's front yards, backyards, wherever, everywhere. People who lived in towns put up Victory Gardens, and they were growing their own vegetables. Uh, they were using they were using the grounds of schools and churches and, and just commu- for community gardens. They were using tall buildings and putting on rooftop gardens. They were doing this. They were even if they had to, they would put window boxes in their window seals and grow it there. But forty percent of all the vegetables were grown in the United States were grown in Victory Gardens in 1944. Think about that. Think about the impact that had on the food system. You know, and during that time, it wasn't just vegetables either. People were encouraged to raise small livestock in urban environments. They were raising chickens and rabbits and, and goats and even pigs in some cases, um, supplying homeowners with healthy food. 
without putting a strain on the system. I mean, really, they were urban homesteading before the term had any kind of cliche meaning behind it. Um, it was simply about the survival of families in our country. And I think we're facing a crisis like that again in the future if, if an, we don't pay more attention to our food situation. I really do. And only this time it's more even a, of a crisis of health because of food that has poor nutrient value. I think that's the bigger crisis we're facing now. So, so what can you do? I mean, what, what are some things you can do right now? Well, you can grow something edible right where you are. Like I said earlier, it can be in a window box. It can be in a pot in a wind, it's sitting in front of a window. It can, be, it can be on a balcony. It can be on a deck. It can be in your backyard if you have a small backyard. But grow something edible. Start now. I think you should start practicing food preservation. Talked about that earlier. Learn to can. Learn to dehydrate. Um, of course, learn to blanch and freeze things. I mean, these aren't difficult things to learn. And I think they're important. But you can learn these skills right now. Now, something that doesn't get talked about enough in homesteading, but I think it's very important. I think a homesteader should work towards getting out of debt. If you're truly aiming for self-sufficiency in your life, getting out of debt is key. You will be a slave to the loaner uh, as long as you're in debt. And you'll never really be truly self-sufficient having debt. So working towards getting out of debt is a key thing for homesteading, I believe. So it's something you can start right now. I think you should uh, probably learn how to hunt. Hunting is a great a skill to have for for homesteading it supplies a lot of healthy meat for your homestead uh you can learn a lot of other skills with hunting i mean you learn how to preserve you learn how to butcher you learn how to you can do those things if you choose to i mean you can go as far as tanning the hides and using those it's just great skills to develop so learning to hunt is a great thing you could do right now right where you're at you you are um learning to forage huge huge skill I love to go out in the early summer and get mulberries and then different times of the year we got our blackberries around here and we have um, raspberries, of course, for a while. There's a lot of things you can forage for, a lot of things, mushrooms. You know what? You can forage for, for and fruit trees. I mean, I, there's a place of woods here not far from my house where I can go out there and get apples and pears growing in the woods. So, I mean, learn to forage these things. Learn different plants. It's a great practice to learn. It's a great skill to learn, and it can provide a lot of food for your family, good, healthy food for your family. And I think here's one that I, it's something I didn't think about a lot when I first started this, but practicing food preparation. Learn how to cook. Maybe you're already a good cook. Maybe you're not. I thought I was until I started growing my own food, and you're making things from scratch, and you figure out, boy, I got a lot to learn. But there's a lot of great resources online for learning to cook, learning food preparation. And I'm telling you, when you cook it right, you want it all the more. And uh, it's just a valuable skill. Uh, it's a really valuable skill. So learn food preparation. It's one that you will not regret as you eat your food. Trust me on that. Um, there's a lot of skills. There's many, many skills you can work towards acquiring in a, in a small place. You don't have to be uh, on a huge homestead to learn many of these things. I just did a podcast just a few weeks ago called Homesteading Skills. Look it up. And I cover a whole bunch of skills in there. A whole bunch of skills and many of those skills. Many, many of those skills can be done in um, a place with no or very little land. So, yeah, look into that and uh, start start uh, developing those skills. Anything that will help you one day uh, obtain and be prepared for the homestead you want to have 
And, and here's the thing. People say, even when people start these things, they start doing these things, they're hesitant to call themselves a homesteader because they're not on our 20-acre farm they dream about. I say go ahead and call yourself a homesteader once you start these things because you're homesteading. You're developing the skills that lead towards self-sufficiency. And you're going to say, well, I'm not completely self-sufficient. Well, very, very few people ever obtain complete self-sufficiency. But own the term, homesteader. I say own it. Live it, make it a reality in your life, and promote it. I'm a homesteader. I love to homestead. I want to show you how to homestead and help that cause. I think it makes a huge difference when you just own it. So there's a few reasons why I believe you should start right now, right where you are. Do it for your health. Do it for preparedness. Do it for skill development. (laughs) Do it for the children. For crying out loud, do it for the children. (laughs) Do it for the environment. And do it for the cause. And here's a quote from Theodore Roosevelt. He says, do what you can with what you have where you are. That applies to many things. But how relevant is it to what I'm talking about today? Do what you can with what you have where you are. Hey, I've enjoyed you being with me this week. I know this was a shorter uh, episode than normal. It's been a really busy weekend. I wanted to give you guys something. I think this is important. I think this will help you uh, in your homesteading journey. And I really, really do hope you'll start right now. If you need help, send me an email. Uh, sthomestead at gmail.com. And uh, I'd love to, to talk to you about getting started. If you need help, if you need some advice, please uh, send me an email. Or check out the Homestead Front Porch Facebook group. Uh, head on over to Facebook. Just type in on a search, Homestead Front Porch. It'll pop up. It's a closed group. It's for this podcast. And we have over, well over 400 people in there now. And uh, there's just there's t- a bunch of people in there that would be happy to help you in your homesteading journey. There are people in there right now who are just dreaming of being a homesteader one day who don't have a what they call a homestead yet. And you know what? It's a great place to make friends, make connections, learn and grow and uh, we'd be glad to have you at the Homestead Front Porch. Like I said, it's a closed group, but all you have to do to join is request to join, and we'll approve it and get you in there. So head on over to the Homestead Front Porch. Seriously, guys, head to iTunes. I've not been getting a lot of iTunes reviews. I had a few a while back, and I really appreciate them. And it's not that I, you know, I get excited or anything. I just, I mean, I do love to have the reviews. It makes me feel like what I'm doing is worth it, but... More than that, I really feel like reviews help um, iTunes help shows be found in iTunes. And again, I'm in this for the cause. I really, really believe homesteading can help a lot of people in the crisis they're in, whether it be health or or uh, financial or whatever reasons. I mean, there's just uh, many other reasons what I mentioned today that I really believe homesteading can make a difference in a person's life. And I want to help people. Uh, become a homesteader. I really do. Therefore, I want more people to find this podcast. So uh, we get good download numbers. We really do. But again, having iTunes reviews, five-star iTunes reviews, ratings and reviews, really helps others to find our podcast. And uh, I I would appreciate some, some reviews. So head on over to iTunes, search Modern Homesteading Podcast, and leave us a rating review. I really would appreciate it. Head on over to our website, smalltownhomestead.com 
and read some of our uh, articles there. I haven't been writing a lot lately. I've been writing maybe one or two articles a week. It's been kind of slow. I've been really, really busy. Uh, it's just a busy time of the year, as you know. We uh, <laughs> lots of, lots of stuff to do on harvesting. I've been trying to clean things up around here. I let my garage get out of control. I don't know how I did it. I mean, it was just piled up and. I've been working on that off and on all weekend as well, uh, trying to get that cleaned up and organized. I mean, it really hit me. I had some uh, work to do on my daughter's car the other day, and I just couldn't even find half my tools because they're just so scattered around and buried under stuff. And I I was slightly embarrassed by that because I'm usually a really organized person. So I said, okay, enough of that. We're going to clean this garage. So I got after it and... Uh, about got it done but uh yeah it's been busy it's been really busy here the last few weeks and uh hopefully get back to um doing a little bit more uh, articles and and stuff uh for you folks too so but pay, there's a lot of them there to look at so head on over check it out leave some comments uh, on the posts um check out all the other podcast episodes we have some great stuff there that might help you i've had some great guests in the past and that's about it uh keep gardening keep homesteading and uh, pursuing on your journey, um, and uh, let us know how it's going. And until next week, happy homesteading. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow.